0: Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever been talking with someone and suddenly realized that they were not listening? You could have trailed off and started talking about rainbows and unicorns and they'd go, "Mm mm-hmm, that's right. Have you ever been there? It can be frustrating when you're trying to speak with someone, but you know that what you're saying is going in one ear and going out the other. You may be offering advice or giving instructions on how to complete a task or telling a story. And still, the other person has made up their mind already. They're ignoring you. He thinks his way is best, and he won't entertain any other points of view. Have you been there? I think we all have. When that happens, you can sometimes just want to throw up your hands and, and just walk away and remove yourself from the situation. Or sometimes you can patiently endure and try to make sure that your message gets across. More often than not, when God wants to speak to us, we're the ones with selective hearing. Sure, we enjoy hearing the comforting message of the gospel, that our sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. But we really don't like to hear the call to repent. We tend to not pay quite as much attention to that one the old testament prophets such as jeremiah they faced the daunting task of speaking god's word even though they knew in advance that the people were not going to listen and i think that there's a lesson for our congregation in the in this today's texts in our gospel reading Jesus asks a a question. Do you think that I have come to bring peace on earth? And our initial response is, well, yeah, kind of. That's what the angels told us. That's what we expect. Peace on earth, goodwill towards man. Absolutely. Get on with it. That's what we tend to say to the Lord Jesus. We expect Jesus to bring us all together. We expect Jesus to unite our families and our neighborhoods, to smooth over Divisions in the church and to grow the church. We get all anxious when that peace doesn't arrive with rainbows and unicorns. And we start to wonder what went wrong and why Jesus isn't doing something about it. And yet Christ says, Do you think that I came to bring peace on earth? No, but rather division. And the prophet Jeremiah shows us why. Why we experience division in other than peace. Quite simply, God tells us what he wants in his word. And sometimes, like Judah, we simply don't want to hear it. Jeremiah proclaimed God's word, and the people of Judah didn't like it. Jeremiah called them to repentance, prophesied doom if they failed to repent. And he was met with fierce resistance. The people were stubborn and stiff-necked and refused to listen to the prophet's warning. They thought his theology was all off. No, no, Jeremiah. We are God's chosen people. We have God's favor. He will never take that away. And yet, contrary to popular opinion, Jeremiah announced that Judah had not only displeased God, but that judgment was coming. Jeremiah's message was not what the people wanted to hear. Jeremiah's message was stern and unpopular. He was a downer. Instead, what did they do? They listened to prophets who eagerly told them what they wanted to hear. These false prophets contradicted the message of God. Don't worry. I have a dream from God. God spoke to me and everything's okay. All is well. God accepts you just for the way you are. No disaster is coming. There's no judgment. Don't worry. You're going to have peace and prosperity. That was the message they spoke. And those prophets spoke messages that lifted people's spirits and made them feel good about themselves but they were lying to them. Lying through their teeth. And the people ate up those lies because it was what they wanted to hear. The people of Judah were being deceived with a message about a rosy future, when really what they faced was Babylonian armies. You see, God's word tells us what God himself wants for us, not necessarily what we want. The Bible tells us the will of the almighty God himself. And that will is proclaimed to us in his holy law. It says, you must fear love and trust in God above all things. You must love your neighbor as yourself, always and in every way. You also must not murder or even hate your brother. Don't sleep around. Don't kill your unborn babies. Don't gossip about your neighbor. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And when is that? And when that is proclaimed, what does it do? It causes division. That's mean. You're impinging on my freedom. You're being too exclusive. It's my body. It's my choice. I'm not hurting anyone. And so many churches say that if you want to grow you have to be less judgmental and exclusive but we have to be faithful to god's word and so there's division the division between god's word and the world grows day by day we're sometimes even divided from our own friends and family i know i am why Why do we experience that division? Because God has told us what he wants in his word, not what people want to hear. People don't want to hear what God has to say, and they certainly don't want to change their lives. So they would rather go on hearing something that they want to listen to, something that makes them feel happy about themselves and puts a spring in their step. The creator God tells us how to best to live lives and sometimes our answer is well we know better than him. Jeremiah says that if God had sent these false prophets that they would have a specific message. They would be calling the people to turn and repent. They would be these prophets would be speaking God's word. God's word causes division because it calls sinners to repent. And we don't want to repent. God tells us that we're going the wrong direction and we need to turn around. We're heading for trouble. So we're meant to rethink our lives. We're admonished to turn around, turn away, turn back. Stop going that way. Start going that way. Stop thinking like you did, and start agreeing with how God thinks. Recognize the terrible things you have done and the terrible things you have thought and feel sorry about it. Fear the penalty that your sins deserve. Have a desire to do better. Repent. And that's precisely what causes division. Instead of repenting, some people simply love their sin and they just want to stay in it. Some people choose themselves over God. Some people refuse to listen. Some people are always right and never can they be wrong. And it's far easier to be a preacher who preaches peace and gives soft, fluffy, feel-good sermons rather than confront the stubbornness in our own hearts. When people give evidence that they, either by their lives or by their words that they despise god's word then they need they must be challenged and rebuked when people persist in following their the stubbornness of their own hearts anybody claiming to speak for the living god must appeal to them to turn around turn back to the living god and repent preachers in a few words Preachers must proclaim what God's Word says and nothing more. That means there are going to be times when sermons don't make us feel good about ourselves. Sometimes God's Word will rebuke your behavior and your attitudes, your actions. There will be times when you will be confronted by your sins and asked to repent. So, what's your reaction going to be? Are you going to be like Judah, who despised the word of the Lord? Or are you going to listen to him? Of course, that's that's only half the story. In our gospel reading, Jesus speaks in a kind of cryptic way about distress and fire and baptism. The distress comes because... There is a fire and baptism of the cross and all the suffering that goes with it on the horizon for him. And that explains what Jesus means by casting fire on the earth. The fire, the moment that ignites the fire is Jesus' death on the cross. You see, the cross is offensive, it's offensive to people. That's why it sets the world on fire. The message of the cross starts division and it separates. Jesus did not come to tell us that all paths lead to God. He did not come to say that what you believe doesn't really matter. Jesus did not think that all people are basically good. Jesus does not come to affirm your lifestyle choices. Jesus did not say that you can do whatever you want as long as you're happy and as long as you don't hurt anybody else. Jesus calls everyone to deny themselves to pick up their cross and follow him till death in the grave the only way to be in a right relationship with the creator god is through jesus christ and on his terms no one comes to the father says jesus but by me that means that the way to god is through jesus Jesus is the true prophet, the son who was with the father in the beginning. Only Jesus reveals God to us, and that's why Jesus divides. But you need not be divided from God. Jesus did come to give us peace. He doesn't always bring peace on earth here and now. He doesn't always bring peace among our friends or our family members or neighbors or loved ones. But he does bring you peace. Peace with God. The consequences for ignoring and rejecting God's word are are high. God did not tolerate it with Judah, and He will not tolerate it with you either. And so, Jesus Christ gave up peace so you could have it. Christ never failed to proclaim what is true even when his own family rejected him. He spoke up, even though speaking up would mean crucifixion. He did not shrink back from these things because he had a goal before his eyes. And that goal was to purchase peace for you with his blood. Our text says it was Jesus' second baptism, his baptism into death, where he was washed with death. And he gave his very body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins. His death ended the division between you and God. On the cross, you see that what God says is perfect. All who ignore and don't listen to God die. And even though you should have died, the Son of God bore all the consequences of your sin on the cross. He did so willingly. On the cross, you see Jesus' love towards us sinners. God's mercy instead of his justice. And the the peace that we desperately need is given to us freely in the water and the blood that flows from Jesus' side. Jesus doesn't just take away your sins, brothers and sisters. He saves us from our sins. God's word divides because people refuse to listen to him. They don't want to listen to God because he calls out sin and he commands them to repent. God's word divides because it says the only way that you can have peace with God is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So if you pick up your cross and follow Jesus, you will experience division. Maybe even with those you love most. Yet, you have peace with God and peace with one another. That's the peace of Jesus. He gave his all, even to death. He was washed with death so that you might have the peace that was won by that shed blood. So repent, believe, be forgiven and enjoy the peace of God, which passes all understanding, and which will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfen R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.